Welcome to the Servants of Grace podcast hosted by Dave Jenkins. Our podcast exists to provide trustworthy expository messages through the Bible and faithful answers to your theology questions. Now for today's episode, let's join our host, Dave Jenkins. Welcome back to the Servants of Grace theology segment. Today, one of our listeners writes in and they have a great question. And the question is this, what is the meaning of those who are raised to life at Jesus' death in Matthew 27, 52 through 53? Matthew 27, 50 through 53 records this, and Jesus cried out again with a loud voice and yielded up his spirit. And behold, the veil of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom and the, and the earth shook and the rocks were split. The tombs were opened, and many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised. And coming out of the tombs after his resurrection, they entered the holy city and appeared to many. The events described in Matthew twenty-seven fifty through 53 are a testimony to the power of Jesus Christ alone. Only the Lord has the power of life and death, which is why the resurrection of Jesus is at the heart of biblical Christianity. All the other world's religions and their leaders do not have a risen Lord like Christians do in Jesus Christ. By overcoming death, the Lord Jesus received precedence over all the world religions because he alone came back to life when every other religious leader did not. The resurrection gives Christians a reason to tell others about the finished and sufficient work of Jesus and how they can place their trust in him. The resurrection gives the people of God assurance that their sins are forgiven. In fact, Paul in 1 Corinthians 15 verse 17 demonstrates that no resurrection equals zero forgiveness of sin. The resurrection gives Christians today hope. If Christ was not raised from the dead, then the people of God are no better off than non-Christians since, since God did raise Jesus our Lord from the dead, who was delivered up because of our offenses and was raised because of our justification, Romans 4.24-25 says. You see, the raising of the people of God by the risen Lord Jesus, it fits Matthew's use of the term in Matthew 27, 50-53. And when we zoom out from Matthew and look at Ezekiel 37 and the bones raised to life in connection with this story, it reveals the prophecy was fulfilled in raising of these Christians. The raising of the saints also relates to the coming fulfillment of the kingdom of God. And so the raising of a few and not all the saints in Matthew 27, 50 through 53, it shows that the Lord Jesus Christ alone has the power to resurrect people. And additionally, it points forward to the second coming and the judgment of the Lord Jesus, because such a time will include all those whose names are written in the book of life by faith in Christ alone. And so knowing that Jesus died and conquered through the resurrection uh, ought to give urgency to sinners to repent and believe in Christ alone for salvation so they can be resurrected when the Lord Jesus returns. Now, it's possible to take Matthew 27, 52-53 to mean that the dead rose when Jesus died and then waited in the tombs until Easter morning. But it, you see, it's hard to see why the Lord would, would subject these people to that many hours in darkness. And further, as we consider Matthew's thematical and theological purpose, uh, and the, the intent of his meaning becomes very, very clear. Matthew is working thematically and theologically here as he does throughout his gospel. Thematically, the death of Jesus leads to the resurrection of the saints. And so the, the only direct claim here chronologically is that they came out of the tombs after Jesus, Matthew twenty-seven fifty-three says. 
And so the resurrection of the saints follows the resurrection of Jesus, both in causation and in sequence. Matthew reports on the thematic reason because it's most likely they rose on Easter. And Matthew here shows that the death of Jesus defeats the power of sin and death. And so the death of Jesus triggers the resurrection of Christians because Jesus' death wins their resurrection. For death and resurrection go together, as Ezekiel 37, 13-14 says, When I open your graves, you will live. Jesus' descent into hell was to break its bars, for he entered the grave to destroy its powers. So the story in Matthew 27, 50-53 invites many questions, such as these. Who are these people? Great saints of the past or recent times, and did they rise to the age they had at death, or were they restored to perfect youth and vigor? And many people ask, did they did they die again soon, perhaps, or did they ascend to heaven? Or what if anything did they did they say to people they met? Matthew doesn't give us any answers to these questions, but he does make one point, which is Jesus' death crushes the power of death itself. Matthew's focus in his gospel is on how Jesus fulfills the Old Covenant, which is why the hour of the death of Jesus is significant to him. The Lord Jesus died at the ninth hour, which is 3 p.m., the same hour at which the daily sacrifices began in the Jerusalem temple. Christ fulfills all the Old old Covenant sacrifices, and after his atonement there is no need to offer the blood of bulls or goats, since sin has been dealt with and the temple rituals are then passed away with. I want to thank you for listening to this episode of the Servants of Grace Theology segment. Until next time, may the Lord richly bless you and keep you. Thank you for listening to the Servants of Grace podcast today. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe, leave a rating on the app, and share our episode with your friends and family. If you'd like to, you can follow us on Instagram at Servants of Grace, on Twitter at Servants of Grace, or by searching Servants of Grace on Facebook. You can also find this podcast on the front page of our website at servantsofgrace.org.